glad, elated, excited, exuberant to have you with us today on Today with Marilyn and Sarah. Man, oh man, does God have some amazing things for you today. And I just want to encourage you with this verse. God kind of put this in my heart, started around this morning having breakfast with my kids. And it's Psalms 25, verses 4 and 5. It says, Make me know your ways, teach me your paths, lead me in your truth, teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. And many of you, you're making decisions in your life and, and you're having some choices that you have to make. And God wants to encourage you that He can direct your path. Make me know your ways, teach me your paths, lead me in your truth, teach me. Some of you are struggling with some truth. There's deception and you're trying to figure out what's the truth and what's kind of been twisted here. But we want to pray for you today. And we want to pray that God would help you in your decisions and God would help you in knowing truth. So get on the phone, get on the website. We like to pray because it's a great opportunity. It opens the door for God to be very, very involved with a welcome heart in our lives and in, in our daily living. So get on the phone, get on the website. We're just happy to have you with us today. And Mom, so oh. excited. We have our, one of yes. our favorite guests. Yes. Yay! We love you. With us. I love you guys. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you a couple questions because sometimes our audience may not be totally familiar with you. So give us a little bit of your background, just a quick maybe thumbnail biography. Um, so everybody's on the same page with you. I'm a happily married woman of 34 years. Mm -hmm. I uh, am a CPA by training. I recently became, a, in the last six years, a public speaker and a writer. I've written 15 books, and I have a few bestsellers. And, uh, and I love Jesus, and I love the Word. And I was nice. greatly influenced by Marilyn. <laughs> Nice. You said the right thing. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice. And some of the books you've written, I love the books you've written because they're so practical. Mm -hmm. and they get down to real nitty-gritty issues. What, what got you into that? Well, I, I wanted to help people, and I like the Bible, and I like making it practical. So I wrote my uh, 30 Days to Tame Your Tongue, which is a 30-day fast from 30 negative uses of the tongue. So for 30 days, you can't be critical, you can't gossip, you can't complain, you can't give anybody silent treatment, all those kinds of things. I've written financial books since I am a CPA by training in education, I, uh, taming your finances. We have a whole taming series that's sold in airports and markets and uh, public places. So, wow. Yeah, having a Love great time. That. Love that. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about stress. Yes. Oh my goodness. Stress is a massive, massive issue in our society. It is, and we can't avoid it. And we don't want to avoid it totally. We just don't want to be more stressed than we need to be. So that's why I like to talk about it. So in my book, 30 Days to Taming Your Emotions, it really uh, includes the book, uh, uh, the, the book on stress. But I start out by telling people, first thing to do, identify your stressors and be honest about what's really stressing you. Because a lot of our stress we created, <laughs> we do, sure. by overcommitting and that kind of sure. thing. So everything I write about, I've done it or I'm in the process of doing it. So when I looked at my own life, and, um, and, and when I had brain surgery in 2007, it made me stop and say, am I creating this problem myself? Because I was, had been working at a church, and I worked like 14-hour days consistently. Nobody made me do it. I just wanted to do it because I, I get that passionate about what I'm doing. And I thought, you know what? And I, at the same time, I was still writing, and I try to be you know, the ideal wife, so I cook. <laughs> all of that stuff. And so I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm stressing myself. You know, I'm putting a standard on myself that God hasn't even put on me. And so I went to the Bible. I, I tried to see how Jesus dealt with the stressors in his life. I remember once he was praying in Mark, I believe the first chapter of Mark, and they came to him and they said, Jesus, everybody is looking for you. And I thought, if they had come to me with that, I'd say, okay, tell them I'll be right there in a minute. <laughs> he says, I have to go into the next town to preach because that's what I've come for. And I thought, you know what? 
Jesus stayed right on, on target with his purpose. And I have to really make sure I understand what God is saying is your number one priority. He said, that's what I've come for. Yes, I'm healing people, but I've come to preach the gospel. So you've got to identify those stressors and then get the right priority. What would you say are some of those stressors, common stressors that we all maybe not be aware of? Well, people, uh, mostly in your relationships, people close to you, or a job where you may be trying to be the great I am on the job. I, I think one of the reasons I work so much, I have to be honest, I, I like, I, I work for a, a very, um, a man who was so wonderful and, and esteemed by many, and I think I like the fact that he esteemed me so highly because of the work I was doing, <laughs> you know, so I wanted him to think I, I could walk on the water. So I made sure I, I always stayed on top of everything more than enough, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, now what is this for? <laughs> Is it for my glory? You know, you got to ask yourself when you're doing something, is this for my glory or his glory? Right. And the truth of the matter, it was for my glory. I like people thinking that I was really good at the job. Well, you know, you can't be really good unless you invest a, a lot of time <laughs> being good at something. So I was doing that. But I also like the fact that my husband thought I had the right priority. So I was trying to be really good <laughs> at being a wife. So I cook and all of that. Now I had a publisher who had deadlines, and I wanted to make sure that I never missed a deadline. So I became really good at meeting all the deadlines where there's so only so many hours in a day. Sure. And so I thought, okay, what can we do here? You know, we got to really back it down, identify your stressors. At the time, I was taking care of my mother, not in my home, but I, was, I had primary responsibility for her health care. And uh, she passed away last year, but at that time, I had to make sure she got to her doctor's appointments, and I wouldn't let anybody else take her. So I had to be a really good daughter. <laughs> wow. You see that? Mm -hmm. It was too much. Yeah. It was too much. I think sure. what happens here is that you get driven instead of directed by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I know that driving thing, and you may need prayer for this. You say, yeah, I really drive myself and everybody else too, and think it's spiritual, and when it really isn't. So I want you to call in for prayer. Let's get prayer over these things. You can stress yourself out in this life by trying to be so high that everybody thinks you're the most perfect thing. Well, they know you're not, so you need to quit trying to prove it. And there's some arrogance that goes with that too. You know, that I, instead of people directing people to God, you want to focus on yourself. Absolutely. And uh, that's a little bit of well, pride. That's hard to, to admit, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, it You is. know, you say, listen, but you see, I like what, what David said in Psalms 50, uh, the 51st Psalm, he said, Lord, you desire truth in the inward parts, meaning you don't want me lying to myself. You want me to just be honest with sure. myself. So when I really lay it out before the Lord and say, what's really driving this? And be honest and not saying, well, that's, I don't really care about all that credit. Yes, I did. <laughs> I like the accolades. Oh, yeah. I like the accolades. Affirmations. And they, were, and they were costing me. They were costing me my peace of mind and my health. And I just, it's like, I don't want to give that up. I like people thinking that. <laughs> True. And it makes you feel good. Yeah. And you get your affirmation from people rather than God. Absolutely. Uh, uh. Because you know what suffered from time to time? The prayer time. Hmm. Because if you're not asking God to bless this, bless this day, here's my to-do list, whatever you don't want me to do, you know, that's, we got to do that. Because I find that sometimes I'll just go, I'll make a to-do list in the flesh, and I don't say, God, here's my to-do list. What would you have me to do? Because really the only things, you know, we used to sing this song, only what you do for Christ will, will, will last. Or if, if, if you're not doing it for God, it doesn't count. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're doing a lot of, thing, a lot of things, but is it counting? You know, is it, it, does, it doesn't matter to God. 
And so when I began to back it down and I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit my job and I'm going to go home and I'm just going to write books and I'm only going to write and speak. And I thought, but that's not going to make much sense because I can't make any money doing that. <laughs> right. See how we bring God down to that oh, sense yeah. realm? Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's stressful because now you're trying to make things work in your own strength. And I just began to meditate on scriptures like John 15, 5. You know, he's, he's the, he, I'm the branch, he's the vine. Apart from him, I can do nothing. And I thought, you know what? If I don't just start letting God do things through me, I'm just going to burn myself out. So I stopped. I, I work at home now. If I work late, I don't set the alarm clock. I just wake up when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm so interested in this because... When you see how God created the earth, he didn't create Adam and Eve until the sixth day. Yes. Now, they would have said, you know, create me first, I'll help you. <laughs> but their first full day on the earth, they rested with God. Wow. How to rest in God. No wonder Jesus said, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Yes. The root meaning of Jehovah Rapha is rest. Mm. And so... It's beautiful what God wants yes. that, hey, if it isn't, doesn't all get d done, I'm resting in God. If God changes the plan, plan, hallelujah. If you need to rest in the Lord better, why don't you call us and we'll pray with you. And you say, well, I'm impossible to change. Oh, come on. That's not biblical to think that. So please call us with your prayer needs or maybe someone that's on your heart that just lives in stress that they make. That's really good. And, and I know stress, sometimes we make our own stress, oh. but sometimes there's also external things that, that create stress. What, what might some of those well, be? Usually the expectations and demands of other people. And you have to determine what's really important to God. You know, your family's going to always be most important. So, sure. you know, I, I do try to make that a priority. My, my husband is my type priority. Mm -hmm. I had to speak somewhere recently, and, and he wanted some chili. <laughs> and I thought, either I can get my outline to the people, or I can make this chili. And I thought, you know what? On my deathbed, I am not going to wish that I had gotten an outline to somebody on time. I'm going to wish I had made that chili. <laughs> Right. And so I make the chili, right? And I said that to say, listen, establish your priorities. And that you have to be very intentional in establishing your priorities like that. The Bible talks about labor to enter into his rest. You got to work hard at resting. You right. really do. You have to work hard at resting. Because, you, you know, if you're not intentional, it just won't happen. Right. It just won't happen. And one of the things I think that helps us in, in, the, in the second part of our program today, I want to talk about and have you talk about some of the things that help us overcome stress. You know, we talk about identifying what makes stress, but in our next part, we're going to talk about strategies, ways, God's Word, yes. overcoming. Because I know each person watching, you want to know, <laughs> that's great now that I understand where we started, but I need some help to get out of this mess. So we're going to come back in a little minute. But, you know, I think, too, the expectations and, and stress sometimes is where we don't trust God. Yes. <laughs> Well, and, and we have to trust God, you know, and I, I know we all sound like walking Bibles here, but we won't re really want people to understand sure. that our expectation should be from God. And that's what it says in Psalms 62 and 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God. My expectation is from Him. So when you stop expecting people to be a certain way, and a lot of times these expectations are unreasonable or unexpressed, then we got to say, listen, I have to try a new strategy here. And I know we'll talk about that in the second session, but we really have to begin to manage our expectations and then manage other people's expectations of us. Yeah, it's really good. Totally good. And so we just encourage you to get on the phone. And here's the deal. I know that you and me, we both have stress working in our life. 
on various issues, things unexpected. <gasps> I got to run to the store. This morning I had to get juice boxes for my kids with school because they had some kind of test thing. So, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to get those. So we all have stuff like that. But God wants to help you with stress. So get on the phone, get on the website. We're going to come right back with a couple key ways to help you overcome stress. Feeling stressed? Insecure? Upset? When you let these feelings control your life, you're in for a wild ride. In 30 Days to Taming Your Emotions by best-selling author Deborah Pigay, you'll discover the secrets to taming tension, bending without breaking, pursuing peace, maintaining a victorious mindset, and much more. In this book, you will find sound Bible-based teaching, personal stories, heart-searching challenges, and the path to personal authenticity, tranquility, and quality relationships. For your gift of $25, along with Taming Your Emotions, we would also like to send you our Joy and Peace Scripture Card and Maryland's Prescription for a Hurting Heart Book. God has an anointed prescription for hurting hearts, and it's guaranteed to work. Don't let out-of-control emotions rob you of God's best. These two powerful resources will help you along with your 30-day path to taming your emotions and changing your life. Call or click to receive this very special offer. I am so excited, and so is Sarah, to go to Australia again. Oh, and we would love for you to come with us. What can you see in Australia? What can we see? Well, Mom, we're going to Sydney. So right. obviously we're going to see some cool stuff the in Sydney, House. the Opera House. Yeah. Plus, in fact, we get a minister at Pastor John McMartin's church, Inspired Church. Yes. It's going to be super powerful. And we get to go to Ayers Rock. And we get to go to Cairns. Never say that right. Cairns, which is the gateway to the gate, Great Barrier Reef. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want you to come with us, Mom. How can they? How can they do this? Well, if they will check on the phone and leave their name, we will pray over it, and God can provide the money for you to go and the time off. So I'm really excited about all of you that are going to go. God's going to use your hand to pray for the sick. We're going to witness to people. We're going to see things beyond what we could ever imagine. Do you know that you need strategies in order to handle the stress and things that go on in your life? Are there spiritual strategies? Oh, yes. 30 Days to Taming Your Emotions will give you the strategies to help you walk in victory in all kinds of situations and circumstances and to rest in God. I want you to have this book. I think it is a must. Well, I know it is a must for you because stress is really what makes you sick. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, everything can come back to stress. So call us right now before we get into this part and say, hey, got to have the book. In 30 days? It can happen in 30 days? Yes! So get two books when you call. That's really good. And I was looking through it, and on day 21, you talk about stress less. Yes. And you have some strategies in here about uh, stressing less. One of them, you talk about stopping the stress speak. Yes. Walk us through some of well, that. Well, stress page 168. speak, let me just tell you this. Stress speak is when you always use stressful language. Now watch this. We do it unconsciously. I'm going to run to the store. I'm going to jump in the shower. I'm going to zip to the cleaners. All of this language programs you, believe it or not, subconsciously, it puts you in hyper mode. 
And so you got to be conscious of what you say, taking heed to your words so that you don't stress yourself out. And so we, we, we put ourselves on a challenge like this in our house. And my husband said, well, I'm just going to run to the store. And I said, now, why do you have to run to the store? <laughs> why don't you just go to the store? You don't have to jump in the shower. You can just take a shower. <laughs> Stop programming yourself yeah. for stress because we do it. It's so built into our everyday lives until we're unconscious of it. It's really that was good. Some more really yeah, good and there's some other the things book. you were talking in here as far as strategies and all coming out of 30 days uh, to taming your emotions. Yes. Um, scheduling your day wisely. Wisely. That means not putting too many to dos on the list on your list at once. And I used to have a tendency to put like about 10 things that I must get done today. And being uh, goal oriented, I try to get. Oh, I try oh, to my. get. You know that one. I had more to do, but we were making jokes about it because I in my day planner on my phone it has very important. And then I, you know, and all of a sudden something supersedes that, and I'll say, really, really important. <laughs> and then I have a category that says, now. <laughs> that's funny. But you know what? You, you, you really got to order your life. And that starts by acknowledging the Lord in all your ways that he may direct your path. Okay. And so once you do that, then, okay, and I say, okay, God, here's the list that I believe that you've approved for the day. Now give me the grace to go through it. But not putting it in cement, keeping it flexible so that if something comes up and it's not an interruption, it's a divine uh, intervention that somebody may need me to pray for them or go to the hospital. So I can't be so inflexible that I can't do that because I got to. You know, I got to get to through this list. And so what I've learned is if I'm feeling really overwhelmed and many people feel overwhelmed, I'll say, listen, what is the best use of my time right this moment? You'd be surprised in the power in that. I'll say, what is, what should I be doing right this moment? The very best use of my time right this moment. And sometimes I'll just reorder the list. I do that. But yeah. one of the things I think I've done that helps me most is to lower my expectations. And not just get so frustrated. I give people space to be who they are, but I'm not going to let the negative aspects of them change who I am and stress right. me out. I, I have relatives who don't manage their money. And so they'll ask me for a loan, and I get stressed because I know I'm going to say no. But I'm stressed <laughs> that they don't manage the money the way yeah. I manage my money. <laughs> and I'm thinking, sure. you know what? Just, just, you know, listen, I'll say, listen, I, you know, the answer is no, but, you know, and I love you too much to continue to enable you by giving you loans when you don't manage your money. I'm done with that. But sometimes if you fear rejection and alienation, you will say yes when you want to say no, and that's stressful. Because now you're upset with yourself. Totally. Yeah. Wow. And that is so good to know how to answer people negatively and keep a positive <laughs> attitude in it and believe that God can work on their end, that you're not just thinking, these stupid people, are they ever going to catch on to how to handle their money? No, you leave them with God. You rest in God in your answer and in how you feel toward them. That's why I love this book. It teaches you how to rest in God. And I think while we work, He rests. But while we rest, He works. So keep this in mind. You're working sometimes ugh, to such an extreme and wondering, why don't I don't produce anything? Because you're not working under direction. I would encourage you to get 10 of these books and have a Bible study or a cell meeting and really get into this issue that is killing us, really. It really cuts your life short, and God wants you to fulfill your days.
Absolutely. And you know, there's so many great chapters, so many, it's 30 days. Yes. So it's one day, obviously, you know, one day here is managing your sanity. Another day here <laughs> yeah. is embracing others. Another day is stinking thinking. Yeah. Uh, that's probably about attitudes, <laughs> maybe, about maybe attitude. not. That's yeah. about attitudes. Envy, people pleasing, perfectionism, the pursuit of peace. I love this book because you're just down to, down to the where, grassroots where we hit, the road hits, rubber hits the road where we live every day. So get on the phone, get, get three of them, because here's the deal. You got lots of friends uh, who are stressed out. You got lots of friends who are struggling with confidence. And that's part of the, what this book speaks to is confidence. Absolutely. Lots of us struggle with attitudes from time to time. Let's just say it's not so, but it really is. <laughs> but this book will help you, help your friends. You can go through it in a small group as a study guide or whatever. I'm just telling you, this will be a huge resource for you to helping you taming your emotions so your emotions don't control you, but God gave us dominion. Absolutely. And, and dominion you know, over emotions. There, there's a saying that's in the good. world that your attitude determines your altitude. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's true. And, I, and while that's a, that's a worldly statement, but even it would determine your altitude in God. And so when you look at any situation and just say, you know what, God's working this out, it makes a difference. And when you feel totally, totally overwhelmed and just don't know what to do, I say, find your place in worship. I learned that during the death of my, the time when my mom died, and there was so much going on. My husband had just had cancer surgery, and then five days later, my mom died. And a lot this. of things were going on. Yeah. But you know what? I began to just lose myself in worship. Because when you worship, you exalt God above the problems. All the stressors, everything that's going on, I would just go into my prayer closet. I would turn all the lights off sometimes in total darkness. I would just lift my hands and say, God, I just exalt you above everything that's going on. I receive your grace to deal with this situation. And the peace would come that would pass my understanding. I could not believe that I had such peace. I, I didn't have the heavy grief. I just had peace. It was amazing, but there's, there, is, there is a way in the scriptures that you do that. And so I tell everybody, if all else fails, if you can't get to anything on your schedule, just get to the worship. Mm -hmm. That get is into good. The and you wow. tell also the promises to speak oh, yes. in here, which is really, really good. Tell how you have us speaking the word because you say, I don't know how to speak the promises. I don't know what they are. And again, that's another reason you really need the book. That's why I tell everybody, get a good study Bible. Or if you have a, a, a computer, just go there to you know, one of the, the Bible software. That's some, some of it's free. But, but learn the promises so that when the, when the challenge comes up, you can speak to it. You can just speak to it. And so I have a repertoire of scriptures that I just use for peace. When I say, God, I thank you that your peace is passing my understanding. Or that the peace of God is ruling in my heart. Sometimes in the midst of traffic or something really crazy, I'll say... I'm just letting the peace of God rule in my heart. I'm just letting the peace of God rule in my heart. And so I believe that because, the, again, the faith comes by hearing. So True. that's what I do. I get the promises because the promises are God's word and there's life. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. And so it is life. I use the word as my life. I do. That's really good. And, and all of that's in here. Yes. All of the, there's confessions, there's scriptures to stand on, encouraging verses. But one of the things that I love about it, too, is you're just real practical. Again, so I'm saying that just to be redundant, but it's true. Well, you know, you've got to learn how to do the Word because it's, it's one thing to have the Word in theory, right. but it's another thing to believe it. Right. And listen, God wants us to put Him to the test. And so that's one of the reasons I've been a tither for like, 35 years or whatever the number of years it's been since my husband and I have been married. And I say this with all humility because there were times when we needed the money to use for a different right. purpose, but we never not paid our tithes. But I just say because, because I've obeyed God, He is meeting all our needs. 
And so I just believe that. So I'm not stressed when, when my husband's job died or, or when my, you know, maybe I didn't have as many speaking engagements or whatever. I, I don't stress about money because I've obeyed God. I've insured myself right. against loss. And so I don't stress about money. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. The other thing you speak to in here is confidence. Um, and, and I'm not going to give you any time to speak about confidence okay. to our audience because I want our audience to get the book. I want you to get on the phone, get on the website. I want you to buy this book because there's the truth of it. You and I both know that there are some weak spots in our life uh, where we lack confidence. Sometimes we express it by withdrawing or, you know, kind of getting mousy. Sometimes we express it by being over pushy, but it's an insecurity. It's a confidence lack in our life. And God wants to help you to overcome that. But this book will be an integral process of how God can help you have confidence in your life. So get on the phone, get on the website. Deborah, thank you so much for being oh, with us. My joy. We my love, joy. love your guts. You, you are so awesome. Much. Thank you so Remember, much. God has great things for you today. Feeling stressed, insecure, upset. When you let these feelings control your life, you're in for a wild ride. In 30 Days to Taming Your Emotions by best-selling author Deborah Pigay, you'll discover the secrets to taming tension, bending without breaking, pursuing peace, maintaining a victorious mindset, and much more. In this book, you will find sound Bible-based teaching, personal stories, heart-searching challenges, and the path to personal authenticity, tranquility, and quality relationships. For your gift of $25, along with Taming Your Emotions, we would also like to send you our Joy and Peace Scripture Card and Maryland's Prescription for a Hurting Heart Book. God has an anointed prescription for hurting hearts, and it's guaranteed to work. Don't let out-of-control emotions rob you of God's best. These two powerful resources will help you along with your 30-day path to taming your emotions and changing your life. Call or click to receive this very special offer. I have just returned from Egypt, and I'm telling you, that was one of the most supernatural times of my life. Literally shaking the Mideast with the Word of God and the power of God. But when I got home, oh, I got hit, and I got hit in my knees, so I'm not able to travel for two months. And I need you to help me. Would you please help me at this time? Would you call today and sow a special seed? Because these two months, I have to be home, but my bills are still there. And I know you would be a blessing. You know how much I love what God has called me to do, and I believe He's called you to help me too. So call right now, sow a seed. In two months, hey, I'm gonna be out there more anointed, more, what can I say, more miraculous, than I've ever been, and I thank you for helping me. It is so important for us to forgive. Easy to say, but kind of tricky to do it. And if you're like me, from time to time, I struggle with this area. I've even heard stories of people saying, you know, there's 60 years, 60 years of unforgiveness with a person, and you just are like, wow, how <laughs> that's really difficult. And I believe this with all my heart. I believe that forgiveness is an active decision. You make it, but then you have to manage it as well. So it's a continuing active decision. But it's such a significant thing for us. And Jesus, man, he puts this as one of those core priorities. In Matthew 6, this is Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 14 and 15, Jesus says, if you don't forgive others, your Father won't forgive you. This is like, <laughs> this is a really big deal. 
I know you and I, we both need God to forgive us. I mean, I need God to forgive me for lots of things. I mean, I mess up frequently, you know, say the wrong thing, think the wrong thing, do the wrong things, just be stupid. I need God to consistently be forgiving me. Absolutely. But I need to be forgiving others as well. So it's not enough for me just to tell you, forgive, because I honestly think you and I, we both want to forgive, but sometimes it's hard. So why don't you get on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would help you to forgive. And even if it's one decision at a time, I forgive, and I forgive for this decision. I forgive for this decision. I know I'm going to see that person, and I know it brings up hurt in my heart, so I'm going to think ahead of time and work myself and coach myself so that I can be forgiving, that I pass on the forgiveness that I receive. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We know that God forgives us, but also wants to work forgiveness through us and help us to be good at forgiveness. Being a proficient forgiver requires practice.